Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's try that again. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, amen, amen. The Bible says that God is great and he is greatly to be praised. So let's try it again. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise in the house. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. I am so glad to be here today. I have no idea what God's going to do, but I believe he's going to do something. Amen, somebody. I believe God has a word for each one of us. Uh, did I say I'm excited about, uh, did I say that already? I'm excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. I didn't say that. But, well, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, Elder Trenton. I'm excited about what God is doing in the ministry of final thrust. Amen, somebody. The latter glory shall be greater than the former. And God is going to do what God is going to do. Look to your neighbor and say, God is going to do what he wants to do regardless of you. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. He's going to do what he is going to do. I was sharing with somebody, we were talking, and, and I'm just thinking now and how God is in control. This is God's thing. Christianity is God's thing. God's going to do what he is going to do. And if we don't get on board with him, he will get somebody else. Amen, somebody. Because God is going to do what he's going to do. Amen, somebody. Am I right about it? Wow. I'm glad to be here again. Thank you, Pastor Basil, uh, for allowing me the opportunity to, uh, to share. The Spirit of God is in here, and all that Pastor Basil said earlier uh, about Wednesday night, I concur. Uh, it's been a wonderful blessing to be here on Wednesday night, and I believe that God is going to do something really special, really, 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 really special through Wednesday. And that's going to flow over to it's going to flow over to to Monday. I mean, I said Monday, but Saturday. Amen. Monday too. Praise yes. the Lord. Are you glad to be here today? Come on. Are you glad to be here today in the presence of the Lord? Amen. The greatest place to be is in the presence of God. I know who I am in his presence. There's power in the presence of God. Amen, somebody. There's freedom in the presence of God. And we want that freedom to just break loose in this place today. We're not going to let anything hold us back. We're not going to let anything distract us from what God wants to do in us today. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So on, I forget the date, but we did a men's retreat not long ago. And how was it, men? How was it, men? It was awesome. I heard a lady scream. Wait a minute. Overflow. Overflow. 
was it? He Ina? Okay. Yeah, that because you went home, you went home and told her how awesome it was. Amen. She saw. She saw. Okay. Yes. And yeah, she saw. And she saw a changed man when he came back. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So praise God. So during this time, we did uh, the seven promises of a promise keeper. And different speakers got up, and it was, it was tremendous. Everybody was different, but it, it, it was tremendous. And my number was number four, and it is a promise keeper is committed to building a strong marriage. And I want to kind of continue with that. And this has been something uh, that God has been dealing with me about actually for about a year and a half about the subject of marriage. And my wife and I, we bought these shirts about a year and a half ago. We went away. We went away. We thought we went away for vacation, but we went away for God to deal with us. We didn't know that, but we, and, and so we dealt with some things, talk about, talked about our marriage and, and all of that, and, and change, some change started happening with us. And so this thought and idea of marriage has been kind of bubbling for about a year and a half. Uh, marriage is not easy. Sometimes, amen, it can become very difficult and even unbearable at times if, we, if we're honest. Amen, somebody. Because you've got two people, you've got two people coming from different backgrounds and they're coming with all kinds of baggage and luggage and beliefs and all kinds of things. Amen. And so we're coming with all of this stuff and then we're just going to, bam, try to mish all of that together. And so, so you have issues and problems. 50% of all marriages end in divorce or separation in the United States. 41% of first marriages end in divorce. It is estimated that 60% of second marriages end in divorce. 73% of third marriages end in divorce, and you would think as you go further along, it would get better, but it's getting worse. It ends in divorce. America has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world. Amen, somebody. There was a study done some years ago that estimated that a staggering 746,971 couples Divorce every single year. That's a lot of people. Every year, approaching a million. Right now, it could be a million. Marriage is hard. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, marriage is hard. All right. I saw everybody. I didn't see Pastor Basil, so we, we're going to have to go to Pastor Basil for some, some lessons. Amen. Get, get some lessons. Amen. <laughs> That's how you do it, right? Yeah. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That's right. 
Yes, praise God. I'm, I'm learning that myself. Amen. Marriage, marriage is hard, people. It's hard. And I think even more so we need to let people know this when they get married before they get married that they may understand that marriage is not easy, man. It's, it's hard. It's difficult uh, at times. But I want to say this to you. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Amen, somebody? Your marriage is worth fighting for. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Remind yourself that regardless of how dark things may become in your marriage, there is light at the end of the tunnel. After all of that, and as you go through all of that, remember that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Your marriage is worth fighting for. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And if you don't remember a thing, remember that your marriage is worth fighting for. And as we talk about this, understand that we're not just talking about marriage uh, between a husband and wife, but there is a marriage that we have with Christ. There is a marriage that we have with God. There's a marriage that the church has with Christ. So all of us are included in this message. Amen? Your marriage is worth fighting for. What is the biblical definition of marriage? And it's important to put it that way because people have all kinds of ideas of what a marriage is. And we see it all over the place, all over the world. You see people, you know, with all kinds of marriage. But, but the biblical definition of marriage, marriage is a God-ordained covenant relationship between a man and a woman. Amen. Can I say that one more time? Marriage is a God-ordained covenant relationship between a man and a woman. This lifelong sexual, sexually exclusive relationship brings children into the world and thus sustains the stewardship of the earth. Biblical marriage marked by faithfulness, sacrificial love, and joy displays the relationship between God and his people. Amen, somebody? Amen. Marriage is important. And, and what God shows and demonstrates through marriage is important to all of us, even if you're not married. Amen, somebody? Amen. Marriage is a union. Somebody say union. A union. a union is simply the uniting or joining of two or more things into one thing. Amen, somebody? Amen. We find a great illustration of this in Matthew 19, verses 4 through 6. And the Bible says that, And he answered and said to them, Have you read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? They made them what? He made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. King James says, uh, put asunder. I want to talk real quick about the oneness of marriage. 
the oneness of marriage. Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together lest they agree? In marriage, there is oneness. This is what God had intended from the beginning, that there is oneness in marriage. We cannot walk as individuals. And I learn and I'm learning more and more. I've been married for 33 years, going on 34 years. Amen. Amen. A long time. Somebody said that's a long time. That's a long time. Uh, But I'm still learning a lot of things and I'm still learning uh, this this whole oneness thing uh, with marriage. We cannot walk as individuals in our marriages. We must walk as one. Amen, somebody. Because what one does affects the other one. And what the other one does affects the other one. Amen. We can't walk, we cannot live as a married couple as individuals. Uh, So we must walk as a unit in harmony with one another, seeking the best for our marriage. Amen. And as I thought about this this morning, I realized that sometimes you can be in marriage and we're just existing in marriage. We're just there. We're married. We're not going anywhere. You know, you love me. I love you. We got the kids. We got the house. We got the cards. We got the thing. And, you know, we're married. I don't really have a problem with you, really. You don't really have a problem. Uh, with me. And see, sometimes you can have those kind of marriages. Sometimes it's not about a marriage that's just completely torn apart and people, they're fighting and, and they're yelling at each other and, and, and kicking the dog and the cat and, and all these different things and he's slamming the door, running out, I'm not coming back, da, da, da. And marriage is not a, 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 a not so good marriage. It's not always that. Sometimes you don't have all of that and your marriage is still rotten. Amen, somebody. And without saying too much, because I got my wife there, and, and she's like, okay, make sure you, you know. I said, I'm not going to say too much. But, 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 but you can be in a marriage. What'd you say? Don't tell it all. Okay, I'll say, I'll say some. So, but, 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 but you can have a marriage, and the two of you together, like I said, you, you're okay with each other. You're not, you know, killing each other, knocking each other upside the head, and you're not cussing at each other. But your marriage is just existing. And sometimes you can have a marriage where all you are is a roommate. You're roommates. And if you're not careful, I'm telling you, that will happen in your marriage. And especially when you have children. Because you're busy, you're in church, you're working, you're dealing with your children, and so you don't have time to think or see really the condition of your marriage. And then when the kids are gone, then you say, well, what happened to my marriage? No, it was that way all along. You just didn't see it. It was that way all along. And so, God wants us to understand this. 
We got to walk as a unit in our marriage. Marriage is designed to bring God glory. That's one of the purposes of marriage. That's one of the main purposes, purposes of marriage. And I know we think it's this and it's that. And yes, all those things are true and we love and we grow together. We have some kids and we grow a family and we do all those things. All that is true. But the main purpose of marriage, it is designed to bring glory to God. God's intent for marriage is that it should be a symbolic representation of who he is. Amen, somebody? Your marriage, my marriage, should be a representation of who God is. So when people are around us, when people come in our homes, they ought to see who God is through our marriage union. Amen, somebody? How we treat one another, how we love one another, how we speak to one another, how we give of ourselves to one another. So people ought to see that. So when they look into your life and look into my life, they can see a representation of who the father is. Amen, somebody. So our marriages ought to bring glory to God and it should be symbolic representation to who God is. Within the marriage union, God designed it so that it would reveal the very nature of God. One of the things that we know about the nature of God, which is very critical to the success of a marriage, is that God is a giver. God is selfless. And there's a lot of things that we can think about, a lot of the attributes of God that we can name, but I want to tell you one of the main ones that are so critical to marriage, and oftentimes we kind of forget about this. God is a giver. He is selfless. Selflessness is required in marriage and is symbolic of God, that God is about God's giving heart. Selflessness is required in marriage and is symbolic of God's giving heart. John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We know the scripture. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I don't know about you, but I'm so glad about that. Not only in marriage and wherever you are right now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this scripture applies to you. God so loved the world. Amen. He gave, he gave, that this is his nature, that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that doesn't matter who you are, whether you are married, whether you're not married, God gave his son for you. Amen? So God is a giver. In marriage, it is all about giving. Come on, somebody look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, in marriage, it's all about giving. Look to somebody else and say, neighbor, in marriage, it's all about giving. Come on, clap your hands and give God a praise if you believe that. Amen, somebody. One must be fully committed and always willing to put their spouse above themselves. Amen, somebody. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know who that hit, who that touched. Amen. But I felt, I felt a big foot on my toes. Amen. Just step right on, step right on my toes on that one. One must be fully committed, fully committed and always willing to put their spouse above themselves. This is how God has been with us, even in our sins. The Bible says that while we were even in our sins, God gave Jesus for us, even while we were in our sins. So it is critically important that each one of us are willing uh, to be selfless with our with our spouse. Amen. Always willing to put our spouse above ourselves. <laughs> now you know, we all know, y'all might not say it, but we all know that this is a hard task. And it doesn't matter where you are, what level you are in your marriage, or how long you've been married. Amen, somebody. How many of you know that God is always working on us? Amen, somebody. And where you were in year five, come on, when you get to year 20, you're not the same place. Amen. Sister Mary said, you, you, you shouldn't be. So, so, so this, this is a difficult thing, and it is the main barometer of how well you're really doing in your marriage is am I selfless? Am I able to put my wife or put my husband uh, before myself. And, and I got to really, you know, because this thing's going online. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But let, me, let, me, let me clear that up. Uh, uh, I must be willing to put my wife in front of me. And if you're a wife, you must be willing to put your husband in front of you. Are you willing to do that? Are you, are you really willing to do that? Come on now, see, yeah, see, because this is a hard thing. This is a hard thing because now I grew up, I was the only child, right? Grew up the only child. And, and I don't have a problem telling people I was spoiled. I was spoiled because I got everything I wanted to get. And, and, and it doesn't just go away because you become a man it doesn't just go away because you become born again. Amen, somebody. And, 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 and I have to learn how to be given, giving towards my wife. Understand the things that she needs so I can, you know, uh, uh, decrease over here and increase on giving to her. This is not an easy thing, but it, it can be done. With the help of the Lord, it can be done. Uh, the selfishness in marriage, the selfishness required in marriage represents and should mirror God's sacrificial giving heart 
to humanity. And I know there's, there's really uh, a lot here, and I'm probably not even going to finish uh, this message. All right, let, let me move on. Pastor Tony, could you put Ephesians chapter 5 on the board? And, I, and I'm just going to read this. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Now, yes, you can, yeah. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands and everything. And I'm going to stop right there for a minute. Amen. And Charlie said amen. Okay. (laughs) Amen to that. All right. So, so, you know, and even that scripture is a hard scripture for a lot of people to, to grab hold to, you know, especially in the generation and the times that we're living. I'm, I'm going to, I, I want to read something. Hopefully I, I can find it real quick. I, I, I want to read this. And, and, and I want to say that it's important that we understand that there are two parts of that. It's not just the, the wife submitting to the husband. We know that the Bible also says that the husband is due to love the wife as Christ loved the church. Isn't that right? And, and we, we're going to see that uh, in a minute. But I, I, want, I wanted to read something for you that I thought was very uh, important. And hopefully I can find it right here. Uh, so the husband is the head of the wife. A wife should submit to her husband because God has placed the husband in a role of authority over his wife. I know that's hard. All right. Uh, head here clearly represents authority over and not source. Notice that Paul does not base the argument on culture or societal norms. Instead, he bases it on uh, the God-appointed leadership role given to the husband. Can I say that again? Because that kind of helps to, to soften the blow just, just a little bit. And it's going to make some sense once I, I finish reading this, okay? Uh, so he bases it on the God-appointed. Somebody say God-appointed. God-appointed leadership role given to the husband. Submission does not imply an inherent inferiority. It doesn't say that. That's not what it's saying. Uh, Christ is equal in status to the father, but willing, willingly submits himself to his father's will. In the same way, women are equal in value and worth to men since both are created in God's image. But based on God's design, men and women assume different roles in the marriage relationship. And I'm, I'm just going to stop right there. So we, we've got to understand that, that this submission, and I've even heard Pastor, I heard Pastor Vaughn's mention this, that the submission is more about the role of the husband and, and how God set things. How many of you know that God has a hierarchy? He sets up different things 
God is a God of order. Amen, somebody? So just because the, the man is uh, over the wife, it doesn't mean uh, that the man can just do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, slap the woman around, and she sits down and go in the corner and, you know. And No, that, it, it doesn't mean that at all. But then the Bible goes on and says that, that, that the, the husband is to love the wife as Christ has loved the church. I think that's even harder than harder thing to do than what the wife is, is, is instructed to do. Amen, somebody. We have to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And it goes on and says, and he gave himself for it. So that means that I must learn how to really love my wife. What are the things that she like? What are the, how, you know, how can I reach her? What are the things, her love languages and all those things? I, I must love my wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. But I also need to give myself for my wife. That means I got to kind of like get out of the way and, you know, serve, serve my wife. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. And sometimes we just don't even know how to do that because we've been brought up in a society where the man is the man. And the woman, you listen to the man. But that's not, that's not what that scripture is talking about. There's, there's a hierarchy. But we need, to, we need to adhere to the hierarchy. And sometimes you have women that just assert uh, the authority over the man. That's out of order. That's out of order. And, and nothing good and the blessings of God will not flow when that is out of order. So it's, it's to your benefit to let the man lead. That's his role. Let him lead. Let your children see him leading. And you allow him to lead. You're not butting in. You're not, you know, going against his authority. I've seen that. And it's terrible. I've seen it. I've seen it in church. I've seen it in the world. And I've seen women undermine the man's authority. And that's terrible. It's terrible for the kids to see that. I've seen kids completely disrespect their dad only because the woman was undermining and she didn't respect him. So the children did not respect him. So I'm just saying that's, that's, that's so critically important uh, that we do that. Amen. Glory to God. One more time, look to your neighbor and say, neighbor. That sounds pretty faint. Look to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Amen. It's worth fighting for, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And, and, and there's a reason why... Uh, I entitled it that. Um, so we just read Ephesians, right? Yep. Let's look at some practical things we can do to strengthen our marriage. Now, you all let me know because I got a lot of stuff here and I, I don't want to uh, belabor things and be here too long. 
Uh, one of the things my mother used to say to me, she used to come hear me preach all the time at, at Good Shepherd. And <laughs> she would say, you're too long. <laughs> that, that, that was too long. And, and she tells me, you know, my wife, sometimes she beat around the bush about it, but mama just going to tell you, man, you know, that was, that was a little long, you know. So y'all let me know if I'm going a little long. Amen. Because this is so important to our marriages. Amen. We're going to look at some practical things that we can do uh, to strengthen our marriage. We must be purposeful in doing things that build up and strengthens our marriages. I'm going to say that again. We must be purposeful in doing things that build up and strengthens our marriage. And I'm just going to just take a quick break and ask my wife to come up real quick. Amen. If she would, she would come up. Amen. Amen. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Drum roll. Yes. Yes, yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. 33 years. Yes. Don't know how we've done that. But I want you to... If not comfortable, I'm going to give it a real. I have a few minutes, not long. I'm going to get real, and if you're not comfortable with a nod, just blink your eye at me. <laughs> but thank God, I'm not, I'm not going to be long. <laughs> not you. Marriage is work. Marriage, marriage is work. Um, it doesn't just happen, but we have to be active and be a part. It's a journey. Yes. It's an investment. Yes. Like a car, house. We have our ups and our downs. Yes. Sometimes we don't like each other. Yeah. I didn't know Go that. Go. I, yes, I know. you did. Yes. We, we talked about that one time. We did share that. And I'm sure the feeling's mutual. Sometimes he don't. Sometimes he don't like me. No, I love you all the time. Always. Love, but sometimes there's a dislike yes. for a moment. Yes. But thank God you don't stay there. Thank God that you fall back in love. She said she was going to get real. I'm winking. <laughs> Uncomfortable. No, just... But life can be like a roller coaster. Your ups and your downs. You forgive. You don't stay there. But you have to be in Christ. Yes, yes. Because you have to lean on him and you have to you have to have God's strength and his peace. You have to have him in your own being before you can love someone else. Love Christ. Yes, yes, yes. If his love is in you, you will love and forgive your spouse. Yeah. It's work though. Yeah. It can be hard, but you can do it. You endure as you go. I, uh, as I was putting this together, I thought of a plant. Anyone have a plant, a, a green thumb? You have to nurture. You mm. have to care for them. Mm. 
you clean them, take out the rotten weeds. Anyone have a pet? Pets love you, don't they? Yes. They don't talk back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They yes. might give you a little attitude, but, but they don't speak back to you. You can just pour out so much love in them. So prayer is something we should do in our marriage to pray for unity, to stay together. And anything that may come between us, that God may intervene and pull us back together. I mean, my husband used to say at first, when we first married, he said, I don't care what you're going through. I believe he was talking about his family. Whatever you're going through within my family, we put our marriage first. Everything else is second. As long as we're together, we're making it. This is my best friend. Yes, yes. This is yes. my best friend. Amen. We're working on it. But we're all... <laughs> Sometimes you have to work Why at you it. it? <laughs> You're always best friends, but sometimes you have to work at it. Yeah. Continue to be best friends. Yeah. Remember when you first dated? The butterflies. And you'll be on the phone for hours. Yeah, yes. Communication. Yes. Top notch. Yes. Got to communicate. She's, it's, stealing, it's, she's stealing all my points. I'm, he stole I'm a lot kidding. of my points, I'm but he kidding. spoke first. Yes. But God is good, and all things are possible in Christ Jesus. Yes. Don't give up. Don't give in. Yes. Yes. And I want to share this scripture with you. Psalms 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5, 7? Yes, yes. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, married or not. Mm-hmm. All your ways, whatever mm-hmm. you're going through in life. Yes, yes. Acknowledge God, and he will what? Or direct your path. Yes. Keep it straight line. Yes. So thank God for this time. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this. <laughs> she says she's going to be real quick, but not, not so much. But um, thank God for the opportunity. And um, bless all the marriages here and those who aren't married and want to get married. Um, I would suggest that they go around and interview married people. You know, a lot of times, you know, we got counseling, but you go into a marriage and you, you get into all kind of stuff. I mean, stuff you didn't even know about the person, things that wasn't match- mentioned in counseling. So I would advise those not married yet to, to get together with those that are married and get some good advice. Amen. 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 Give me a hug, lady. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can give it to me. Yes, that was awesome. That was awesome. A little uncomfortable, but it was, it, was, it was awesome. So some practical things. She talked about some of those things uh, in your marriage. Because if, if, if you just exist in your marriage, you don't have much of a marriage. And we went through a season. You know, we had ups and downs, just like she said. 
but we always loved each other and stuff. And uh, you go through those seasons where you're just there, you know, and that's not a good place to be in your marriage. Because one, you're also opening yourself up for the enemy. Okay? You're opening, you're opening yourself up for, for the enemy to come in. Uh, but it's just not good. I mean, it's almost like a miserable existence when you're just doing that. You're just there. Okay? Uh, but so some of the things that's so important to build, help build and strengthen marriage is dates. You know, go out, go out on dates. We used to always go out on dates. You know, when we first got married, we went a lot of dates and stuff and even since then, we went to dates, and then you kind of stopped doing those things. And a lot of things that attracted you to the person, you stopped doing it. You stopped doing those things. But you want to continue to do these things. Dates, uh, make sure that you're communicating. My wife mentioned that, that we're communicating more, because sometimes you can stop doing that. And especially when you have children, you can get so involved in your work, in your life, in your children, and church, amen, and all of those things, and you don't even really talk much to your spouse because you're busy. you got so much going on, uh, but your marriage is, is like just like slowly dying. Uh, so we go out on dates, uh, spending quality time uh, together. We must invest. My wife mentioned that. We must invest in our marriages. It is important all marriages, all marriages are worth it. So we invest in our marriage. We invest time in our marriage. Sometimes we feel we don't have it, but you, you have to put time in. We have to put time in. So you invest time. We must invest attention to our marriage. In other words, we have to be intentional in our marriages. Amen. <laughs> My wife and I, when we the last time we went away, uh, we again, we thought we was going away, just to go away. And then the Lord said, bam, OK, I want you all to deal with this. And so when we left, we left with with notes of things. I think it was five things that we were going to start doing and implementing in our marriage to help build and strengthen uh, our marriage. So you, you, we have to be intentional or it's, it, it's just not going to happen. Amen. And so sometimes you, you're doing time, you're investing time, attention. My wife also mentioned prayers, that, that, that you pray together. That is so key and so important uh, for marriages that you are praying uh, with each other. Because it's very hard. Someone told me this many years ago. It's very hard to be mad at your spouse and you praying with them. It's, it's hard to do that. And while you're praying together, God's going to make you deal with whatever's in your heart, you're going to have to deal with it. Amen. So prayer is very important. And, and, and if you can, pray every day together. Me and my wife has been learning to do that. Every day we pray. If we have time, we do it home. And if we don't, we call on the phone. Pray for two, three, four minutes on the phone. So, so praying together, devotions together, and even counseling when necessary. Sometimes... It is necessary to have counseling. Amen, somebody. Amen. Now, I know the church in general don't really believe in counseling, okay? Especially Pentecostal churches. We're kind of coming around a little bit, 
But, but church in general, I'm not saying this church, I'm just saying church in general, Christians in general don't normally believe in counseling because you're a Christian. You got God. You got the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. All you need to do is pray. And no, no, sometimes you need a third person. Amen, somebody. Not too many amens on that. Come on, look to somebody and say, neighbor, sometimes you need a third person. And there's nothing wrong with that. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And, and, and there's another one that says that there is wisdom. So sometimes there are things that you don't see, or things that you don't understand or know. And then sometimes you just need kind of a kickstart to get you on the right track. Amen, somebody. Amen. Get you on the right track because you've been drifting. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up um, real quick. Love is a commitment that will be tested in the worst vulnerable areas of spirit, spirituality, a commitment that will force you to make some very difficult choices. It is a commitment that demands that you deal with your greed, your pride, your lust, your power, your desire to control, your temper, your patience, and every area of temptation that the Bible clearly talks about. Love demands the quality of commitment that Jesus demonstrates in his relationship to us. Amen, somebody. I want to end uh, with this. Jesus is committed to us. He gave his very life for us. He said, I'll be with you even till the end. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. In Isaiah 43, I love this scripture. I'm not going to read it. But God said that I'm going to be with you. And when you go through the water, the water is not going to overflow you. When you go through the fire, the fire is not going to burn you. And I'm simply trying to say that God is committed to you. And when you go home, I want you to read that because I want you to see God's commitment to you, his commitment to us. It goes on and he says, listen, I will give Lebanon for you. I will give nations in place of you. Amen. I'll do all this because you are precious in my sight. And so all of us, we are precious in God's sight. Your marriage, my marriage is precious in God's sight. And God is committed to us and he wants us to be committed to each other no matter what. Amen? No matter how difficult or hard marriage becomes, it's worth fighting for. Even when the fire goes out, it can be rekindled. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Even when it seems all hope is gone and things will never work out, I tell you, it's worth fighting for because God can and he will turn things around. Amen, somebody? Even after all of the pain and the hurt and the loss, the anger and the betrayal, your marriage is worth fighting for because it can be reestablished and God wants to restore and heal our marriages. He wants us to have a great 
thriving, loving marriage. And I want to tell you this, with God, it is possible. It doesn't matter where your marriage is. Doesn't matter if you can't see or how dark or how dreary it is. I come to let you know today that God can turn your marriage around. Amen. When the fire has even completely gone out, God can light a new fire in your marriage. And I just came today to encourage you. Your marriage is worth fighting for. My wife and I have been in different areas and different places in our marriage. And there were times you feel this and you feel that and you feel that and you wonder, is it ever going to change? Are we always going to be this way? Is it always? And I come to let you know that God can come along and completely turn your marriage around. And me and my wife is in a good place. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but, but we're in a good place. And I love my wife. And what does your shirt say? I love my hubby. Amen. I love my wife and she love her hubby. Amen. Can we stand on our feet? Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your love that you show towards us, Father God. We thank you that you care for us and you love us so much that you take the time to speak to us. You take the time, Father God, to give us a word that would encourage us, that would encourage our marriages, that would instill faith and hope to us, Father, to know that our marriages not only can be good, but they can be great. The Bible says with man, this is not impossible, but with God, all things are possible. And Father, we give you praise and we give you glory for the marriages that are here at Final Thrust. And even those that are abroad that are listening on the line, Father God, I thank you that you are working in our marriages right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you're turning things around right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, that you have instilled hope in our hearts today, glory to God, to look up, to no longer look down, but to look up knowing that God is working in our lives and he's working in our marriages and he is restoring our marriage. He is rekindling, glory to God, the fire of our marriage, glory to God. He is reviving some of our marriage that were dead and dormant, but God, you have come even now to lift up our marriages in the name of Jesus. And I pray today, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that each one of us, Father, will leave this place today with, with your word, uh, with tools, God, to go home, to work on our marriages. And, and most important, that we would leave here with the hope and the faith and the understanding that not only God can, but that he will turn our marriages around as we give them to him.
in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.